Welcome to the Business Life and Joy podcast, where we believe that both your business and your life can be filled with joy. If you want to grow an online business without fear, self-doubt, or the need to take on a hustle around the clock mindset, you are in the right place at the right time. I'm your host, Shante Grant, creative entrepreneur, teacher, two-time online business owner, mom, wife, and friend. Thank you for being present with me for today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. I am exceptionally thrilled. Is that a word? Exceptionally, there we go. Exceptionally thrilled about today's episode because today is our very first time having dual guests right here on the podcast. That's right. Today, I am talking to my girls, Abigail and Emily from Think Creative Collective. And if you have never met Abigail and Emily of TCC, oh, my friends, you're in for a treat. These two ladies know what they're talking about when it comes to creating systems in your business, and they have helped me to utilize my current favorite go-to tool, Trello, which is absolutely free, in their mini course, Trello for Business. So not only did I want to bring them on the podcast because they can tell you all about Trello for Business and how they use Trello to grow their business, let's just say a lot to the tune of almost $1 million, right? So I wanted them to come and talk to you about that, but I also wanted to introduce you to Abigail and Emily because of their heart for women, their heart for creatives, their heart to really help people to not only create businesses, but create profitable businesses. They mean it. And so they're just so giving with their content, giving with their time. And I'm just so grateful to have them here on the Business Life Enjoy podcast. So I don't want to hold you up long. I want you to meet them, chat with them, listen to our conversation that we had. And we're going to hop on over to that conversation. And I'm going to let you meet Abigail and Emily of Think Creative Collective. All of the information to learn more about Abigail and Emily will be in today's show notes, which you can find at shantegrant.com forward slash 42. That's shantegrant.com forward slash 42. I'll also mention that there's going to be a point in the conversation where I refer to an old episode of the podcast and I say it's episode 38. Just a heads up, it's actually episode 39. You'll hear that later on in the interview. I'm going to refer to the episode that I did a few weeks ago about knowing the numbers in your business. And I refer to it as episode 38, but in fact, it is episode 39. So how's that for memorizing the numbers of my podcast episode, right? Okay, without further ado, let's head on over and listen to my conversation with Abigail and Emily of Think Creative Collective. Abigail and Emily, thank you so much for joining me today on the Business Life Enjoy podcast. Just introduce yourselves, tell everybody who you are and why I think you're so awesome. I'm Abigail. And I'm Emily. (laughs) (laughs) And we're the co-founders of Think Creative Collective. We help online business owners scale a profitable and sustainable business online And we do that through education in all the different places. So we have courses, an online community, and our own podcast over at the Strategy Hour. And there will be a quiz at the end of this podcast to see if you remember whose voice belongs to which person. I love it. So it is very, very rare. One of like my favorite sayings that Dave Ramsey says a lot is their only type of ship that doesn't sail is a partnership. (laughs) But y'all somehow completely just completely derail that. You work together so seamlessly. I watch you guys like feed off each other. How did that start? How did you guys come together to form TCC? How did you know it was going to work between the two of you? And how did TCC become a thing? Well, TCC started kind of on accident. I um, didn't really know what I was doing. (laughs) And decided to have my first webinar. And I told everyone it was happening. I had no way for them to sign up, no way to host the webinar, didn't know what I was doing. And I had met Emily online just a couple weeks prior. Like literally two weeks prior. And so I was like, hey, you've done one whole webinar before me. So I was an expert in that field. 
And so I asked her kindly if she would help me out. I think she volunteered because she knew I was going to like derail the train if I didn't help. And it went from her helping me to us all of a sudden we were co-selling her course. <laughs> I was, was going to say, not only did I step in and offer to help, I was like, also, we should sell my course together <laughs> at the end. You need to make money on this webinar. And so that's what we did, you know, within just a couple of weeks of meeting each other online, Emily came to visit, we chatted on the floor of my office. And a couple months after that, we were in business together. Oh, my gosh. What did that look like when it first started? Like, what was one of the first things you guys did together as TCC? So... I mean, before TCC was formed, we hosted the webinar and sold a course together. And we were nurturing those people inside of a private Facebook community. And that was kind of a first for both of us. I was offering photography for small business owners, lifestyle shots and and branding photography. And Abby was doing branding and marketing and website design. And so our services that we each offered were to the same people. So we decided once we joined forces to just like expand that marketing boutique. So her packages became offered with photography and my package became offered with website and branding. And it just became this all-in-one kind of shop. And so we were together at first and selling together and nurturing together and writing content and being in business together. But our roles were still really individualized when it came to the client, which I think helped like tremendously us kind of dive in together and kind of navigate this whole, what does it look like to be partners? I love that you were kind of both bringing something different to the table. How did you go from like where you started? I have been a listener for about a year to you guys' podcast. I love it. And so I've heard the growth, like the major growth you guys have had over the last year. What had to happen? This is like a loaded question, but what had to happen from that meeting sitting there on the floor to where you guys are now like killing it? I think we had to take a lot of risks. You know, we may have gone into it slowly and, you know, with all the right intentions, but there was a couple of times where we just sort of set everything aside and started over. And just four or five months into business, we decided to stop taking clients, essentially stop bringing in income (laughs) and switch to selling online courses almost exclusively. And it was a gamble. We were like, this is an industry and we can rock it. And it was still a very young industry at the time. And we decided to do it anyways and set our minds to it. Started with what was a membership at the time, which we ended up changing over to a course a couple months in. And within four or five months of saying no to clients, which actually meant, you know, secretly taking clients under the table and (laughs) Abby being like unable to let go, we became an education company. And that's really where the heart of it started. And since then, it's just exploded. I mean, it took us two years to finally sell and create our signature program, which we had talked about that first day when she was in my office and like had an idea of what we wanted and what we wanted to do. And at that time, it didn't exist. And it took us two years to get to a point where it made sense in our business. And you know, now it's all about scaling what we have. We don't really have any plans of creating any new courses anytime soon. It's just tweaking and repeating. Well, and I think a lot of people assume that like... So even though we had the big dreamy conversations about what we wanted to end up creating for the creative industry, we didn't know that that would look like a course. We didn't know what that would be. We just knew the hole that we wanted to fill. And I think people look at when we had clients and then stopped taking them and then switched over to online courses, that that was always the plan. And it absolutely wasn't. I'm not saying that it wasn't a thought, but it was not intentional for us to be like, well, we'll take clients for, you know, five or six months and then switch over. We didn't know what that would look like yet. I remember when we were still taking clients and still saying yes to those things that for a while, we were trying to tweak even our offerings. And it was, you know, scaling the packages to be more expensive to work with different types of people offering monthly retainer packages to build that passive income and offer something easier, uh, but maybe more creative, doing different product photography and offering different services with those type of clients. And I think that we tried to pivot 
so often in those first like five or six months relating to service-based business that that's when we realize like it's not the service that we're offering. It's the fact that we don't want to offer services. (laughs) It's the fact that we don't want to work one-on-one. And so it wasn't clear from day one that it was going to be courses. We, I think we really tried to make our marketing boutique like be the thing for a while because we had just landed a 20,000 plus client and saying no to that after that month was terrifying, but we were leaning into the type of business that we knew could support our families in ways that we had only dreamed of and open up kind of a new work lifestyle that we wanted that working one-on-one with clients was never going to give us. There was so much in there. I tried to like scramble notes because I was like, oh, that's good. Go back to that. Go back to that. So I'm going to try to go back to some of those things. The very first thing is that you said you were not afraid to start over, to say, okay, we've been on this train, on this ride, and we realized something doesn't feel right or this train is going somewhere where we don't want it to go. We're going to be spending time doing stuff that we don't like doing. What does it take to come to that place and being willing to accept, I need to pause look at what we've done, look at what is, look at where this is going to take us. And is this where we're actually trying to go? And then saying, having the balls to say, I'm going to start over. Like, what does that take? How does that, how did that work for y'all? I mean, it worked out, but help someone out there who may be at that place. Like, how do you do that? I think it needs to be much more intentional than the way we went about (laughs) it. I think for the average Joe, like, you don't go from having a $20,000 a month with clients to taking down your services page and not offering services. I, I think there needed to be a more thought out transition period. And really, if you're at that place, like make a plan, make a path. How do you want to get there? Is it going to be over four months? Is it going to be over six months? Is it going to take you a solid year? I mean, any of those answers are fine. You just have to know what it is. And if it's a shorter time period, awesome. But knowing and being through it, I can tell you that scaling a totally brand new thing is going to take longer than you think. And you you can replace income. It's totally possible and plausible. But if you're you know, sitting pretty and you're the one paying the bills, you, you just got to be responsible with it. You know, Emily and I both had really supportive partners at the time and we didn't necessarily need the income. Neither one of us had kids. We could survive, so to speak, on our spouse's income. And so it was worth taking the gamble at the time. I'm not totally sure they actually knew that we stopped taking clients. No, they did not. I, I think my my end of that is you have to trust fully that the thing that you're going to put your attention on is going to work, that you're going to do whatever you have to do to make that work. And we weren't like, yes, we cut cold turkey. Yes, we took services down like in a weekend, you know, and, and started reframing that conversation. But that's not to say that the 9, 10, 11 months leading up to that, we weren't laying a different foundation. So what that meant was our blog content started shifting way before we took down our services page to talk to more to creative online business owners instead of just clients we wanted to attract. Our Instagram content started changing. The webinars we were hosting, like we were hosting one, at least one a month up until then, we're talking to people who needed the services we hadn't yet created. And so we were changing that communication and that tone long before we pulled the pages down. That makes sense. So you are kind of laying that foundation in a sense, even when it wasn't that thing that you were going to build on, it wasn't in play at that very moment. Because I was going to ask, did you try to make a certain amount of money that said, okay, this amount will sustain us for four months. So we have four months to get this together. But it sounded like what Abigail was saying was, wouldn't we'd be Mm -hmm. able to eat, Mm -hmm. you know, but... We still need to do something. That's the like terrifying joy of being that type of business owner in that stage. I think everyone tries to, you know, there's always faults to find no matter what stage of business that you're in, but specifically that one when you're not making uh, that much money consistently, like you, you don't have it figured out. You haven't like found your happy place yet. Like those are so many negatives, but we are in a position where we haven't found our happy place yet. That 20,000 was not consistent. That was definitely a burst of bubble in in that income. So that was nothing that we were planning on to to stick around. 
but we also didn't need, like we didn't have the bills to match that income. We didn't have the kids to match that need of income, the house, the lifestyle, whatever. So we were at a really unique opportunity of, okay, let's go back to how we were a year ago when we weren't making any money. Like what's the worst that can happen? We know how to live when we're not making any money. Been there, done that. And it didn't get that bad. So it's like relish in the joy of not having all of that crap uh, to go along with it and make some scary decisions. Now we have pivoted, you know, TCC slightly, and we're in a big pivot for TCC right now, but we're having the conversations that you're asking. Okay. How long can we pay our expenses? How much money do we need in the bank to make that type of decision? We're having to, to plan it out like that now, but we, we could do scarier things back then. Yeah. And you know, to be completely transparent, like we had zero business savings. Like we, because of the business structure we were in and it was very funky and not necessarily something I would recommend, but we were withdrawing every dollar we made in some form or fashion. And so Emily was responsible for her own taxes and so was I. And so the only time we had money was if it was coming in, like it was always leaving. And so at this point, we have a savings and, you know, at the end of the year, we might pull out a big chunk, but there's intentions and plans and, you know, it's going to stay in the business or we're going to reinvest in the business. And at the time we couldn't afford to, like we didn't have Facebook ads. We didn't have any major softwares or services we were paying for. Like it was lean and mean and we were doing the work ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I love that. I love that. And there's so many people who I know are listening to this podcast who are at that place. Every dime they make in their business between paying for the things that they need to do for their business and then paying themselves something, bring that balance all the way down. But they're trying to think, okay, what can I do to change that? So walk us through some of the things that you guys did. You took that time. You said it took two years. So you were putting in the work to really start to create and sell. How did it look when you finally had gotten your courses up or a course up and you were able to say, okay, we see something here now where we're seeing consistency. We're seeing that what we're offering matches what our audience wants. We're communicating it accurately. And when you saw the business starting to come in and get to a place where it was going to be able to survive and thrive. So in January of 2016, that's when we cut it off. It wasn't until March that we made more money. And in March, we only made $1,400, which you divide that by two and pay taxes. That was $0. <laughs> Just so you're aware of math. It wasn't until May that we started to see some sustainability. We hit 9,000 in revenue in May from just our online courses. We still had some other revenue from other places, affiliates and things. And then from there, it went up like we never really dipped below that. So for a while, it was 9,000 kind of consistently. And then it was 15,000 pretty consistently. And you know, now it's closer to 25,000 consistently with spikes when we do launches. And so now it's weird to say we can count on it. But like, it's not going anywhere. Like, I can see the data. I can see what's there and know that it's going to keep coming. Well, one of the things that I really, really love and what, well, there are many reasons I stick around you guys, but one of the things I really love about y'all is y'all have a love of systems. And I think in order to get to where you guys are today, and you're talking about how you're pivoting now, I'm sure systems has a part to play in that. Sometimes when I talk about systems, people are like, what do you mean? And so I wanted to talk to you guys about that just because I feel like this is one of your many areas of expertise. What systems did you have to put in place to get you to where you are today? And why are systems so important? And how would you even define for someone who's like, okay, what exactly do you mean by putting systems in place? Can you walk us through that, what that looks like? I'll cover part of that because I think to even answer the question previously of when do we know that consistent income was going to happen? And when do we kind of like let out that breath of like, okay, this thing is working. It's funny because as soon as we figured out our systems and how are we going to work, how are we going to work together? How are we going to plan and set goals and achieve things? Once we learned how to do that and then taught how to do that, that program that developed from us learning that and unlocking that for our own business is the thing that truly like propelled our audience and that consistent passive income. I remember um, 
Abby's saying May, April, May area for when that income started to spike and it started to maintain, it was July of when we launched Trello for Business that same year. And Trello for Business is our program that teaches you how to use Trello. It it shows you how to use it more than just a running checklist and how to create workflows and processes, et cetera, that work really well for creative brains. But it was when we launched that program that, oh, crap, this thing taught us how to create our system, but now we're going to teach others. And it helped like propel the business further. So it's one of those like magic pills for our business. (laughs) Yeah. So someone who's taken Trello for business, it's it's a game changer. It's like Mary Trello. I love it so much. Were you about to were you about to say something, Abigail? Yeah, I couldn't so tell. With creating processes, I think the big thing is understanding the way you work and really being mindful of when and how you're most productive. And for us, Emily and I did the fly by your seat of a pants approach for a long time, especially when we were working with clients. We let our clients dictate when we were busy. We let our clients dictate deadlines. We let our clients decide when we had time to do new projects, which sounds so ridiculous saying it out loud. But at the time, it felt so natural to have them almost be our boss. And so... And our inbox be our other boss. (laughs) Yeah. So we had to take back the rein and you know, set office hours and set constraints on how many clients we could take at a time. And, you know, eventually that led to how do we manage our day to day? And that's when we discovered Trello and really started trying to figure out how we could plan in advance and know for a fact what we had to accomplish on a day-to-day basis. And prior to that, it was running giant checklists. It was pieces of paper that were in my house and Emily didn't have access to them. It was notebooks and, you know, scrap paper everywhere and hoping to God we didn't forget anything. And then once we had Trello, it was like, oh my gosh, like we have a plan and I know what I need to be working on to achieve our goals, not only awesome things we want to do, but financially where we want to be and how we can support our family best. And, you know, it just made it so much easier. And so if you're struggling with that, and you really want to know, what does your day look like? What does your week look like? Where how are you going to accomplish things strategically? I highly recommend going to trelloforbusiness.com and getting the program. It's only $29. And inside of there, you're going to learn how to manage everything you need to know on a day-to-day basis. And we're showing you behind the scenes of how we work and how we went from zero to our first 60,000, and then our first 200,000, and then nearly half a million and everywhere in between. So you get to see how a business scales and grows using that platform. Absolutely. And just for anyone out there who happens to not even know what Trello is, how would you describe what Trello is? Which Trello is absolutely free, right? Yeah, Trello is free. It's a project management tool that you can access online and through an app on your phone. And there's a desktop version now that you can download to your computer for distraction free using. But essentially, out of the box, Trello is a giant post-it note, basically. And that's how we use a lot of systems, whether it be a planner or actual post-it notes. That's how creatives, especially like I need to see color coded and outlined and different tasks and, and different phases of, of what my workflow looks like, but where you're able to create stuff like that inside Trello. So it can all be saved digitally. And you can uh, organize those different projects or teams or day to day or big picture planning inside different boards inside of Trello. So you can stay focused and on task because I think two of the biggest roadblocks for small business owners and specifically creative small business owners is what do I need to do today? And then of the things that I'm doing today, how can I be sure that those things are actually worth my time and energy, meaning they're going to help me achieve my goal in the long run? They're not just fluff activities of, oh, oh, all of a sudden Pinterest is sexy now. Let me go research how to do that for my business. Oh, crap. I need to respond to this client who asked about this you know revision last Friday but are the, when are those tasks actually happening to help move your business forward in a bigger way instead of just constantly like being on the hamster wheel of fulfilling tasks and checking things off? I want you to know that the energy you're putting into your business is worth it. Yeah. And then within Trello for Business, you actually 
give people copies of your actual workflows for so many different topics and just so much as well as walk them through because I heard you guys talking so much about Trello that I just went to Trello and opened it and I was just What's like, <laughs> I don't, what do I, yeah, uh-huh. what do I do with this? So you really can't just say, oh, they love Trello. They did well with Trello. I'm just going to go get Trello because it's free because you don't know how to even utilize it, how to make it look pretty, you know, all the, the all the things. And then you give them to us in Trello for Business. So that's, I'm just telling you guys why I love Trello for Business and how it was just so helpful because, so what I finally did was I said, okay, they they convinced me about Trello. Either everybody (laughs) is lying or it's awesome, right? (laughs) So I I bought the course and I took it and it just made Mm -hmm. so much more sense. It didn't seem like, it's a waste of time almost trying to figure out on your own because I tried that for like five minutes and I was like, it's not going to work, right? So how long would it take someone to get through Trello for business, like kind of go through the information and set up their Trello for the first time? So I would recommend kind of setting aside a day or two. Um, Actually going through the course itself, it'll take, I think, somewhere between three and four hours to watch all the content. But when you watch it, you're going to want to implement changes. And so you're going to need a solid day. I, I would say in a weekend, easily, you could get it set up and off and rolling and feel like you have a totally new perspective on how to get things done. Absolutely. That's what I did. I bought it on, I think, a Friday and just worked on it over the weekend. And by Monday, I just felt like I was on top of the world. That's what a lot of people do because you're like you said, there's like literal workflows and templates that you guys can copy and paste. So you're not having to reinvent the wheel. So you can plug and play with your own business strategy. And there are different boards in there that work for product-based businesses, client-based business, service-based business, all of those different types of things, launching, podcasting workflow. I mean, there's so much in there. Pick and choose the ones that make the most sense for you right now and master those and then tackle the ones that might be a fun strategy for you to try down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I also love about Trello, it's one of the few apps that I have where the actual phone app Mm -hmm. is not garbage. I actually use, that's what I use for my grocery list. So my husband can add things like just this morning, he was like, could you add mayo? And I was like, can you go to Trello and can you add mayo? You know, I put it on your phone for that reason. But yeah, I use it literally for everything. And the app actually works really well also, which I really love. And so just remind us again, where can they find out more about that course? So all you need to do is head over to trelloforbusiness.com, enroll for $29. And inside there, we'll unlock everything and show you how to get signed up for your free account through Trello. Hey, friend, it's me, Shantae, coming right in the middle of our conversation in this podcast episode. But it's with good news. I have a question for you. Have you ever found yourself at the end of the day or the week or the end of the month with little to no results to show for it, despite the fact that you were so quote unquote busy the entire time? Well, guess what, my friend, you're not alone. And most importantly, this does not have to be your story. I want to tell you and introduce you to my brand new training called Peace, Pace, Progress. It teaches you how to get work done that matters, how to go from big picture goals all the way down to the day-to-day activities and how to get specific specific and leave the generic and general out of your plans and so much more. Are you tired of filling notebooks with ideas that never happen? Well, let Peace Pace Progress help you sort through those ideas and teach you which ideas to prioritize and which to trash so that you can begin to see tangible, measurable results in your business. So my friend, what are you waiting for? It's time to put an end to no longer having a system that works. No more working on several things at once and not accomplishing anything that makes your business money. Don't go another day wasting your precious time. So today is the day for peace, pace, and progress in your business. Find out why Dion says, so I just finished Shantae's Peace Pace Progress course and it is everything. From the very beginning of the course, everything resonated. I was definitely team too much. I was grinding for hours on end and into the wee hours of the morning. And now after Peace Pace Progress, when I look back, very little of what I was doing really accomplished anything to move my business forward. Now I know exactly how to do that. Stephanie says, I finished Peace Pace Progress and loved it. 
I've always felt a lot of anxiety about feeling like I should be doing so much to get things accomplished, but it was hard to get that broken down into specific steps and timelines for some reason. But now, thanks to Peace Pace Progress, I've got my weekly and daily workflows filled out and I know exactly what I should be doing. So are you ready to get things done, make the most of your time, and get more done in less time? If so, head on over to peacepaceprogress.com to learn more, my friend. I'll see you there. I wanted to ask you this. I saw last December, so just a couple months ago, you guys took the month off, like just not a week, not two weeks. Yeah, we're taking December off. And I was so impressed by that because I'm like, I'm trying to have like the guts to say, I'm going to take a full like weekend and a Monday (laughs) off. And you know, like we took December off. First of all, I wanted to know why was that? I remember you guys said you had made it a goal. You tried to do that before and you kind of end up working a little bit. But you said this year we are going to take a full month off. I want to know why was that such an important goal to you and how did you actually make it happen? I don't know. We just had this gut like we want to take time. And if we own our own business, like why the hell not take a whole month off? And December, both of us are huge on family, huge on Christmas. And we wanted huge to Huge on to, baking cookies and sleeping yeah. in. And it's, it's like cold. a whole, it's like a whole thing. Like you yeah. can't just say Christmas is a weekend and move on. Like, I mean, wrapping presents alone took me four days. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we needed the time. And, you know, in the past, we'd made it work last year about this time in December, we were preparing for Emily to go on maternity leave. We were about to launch a podcast and a new website. And what was supposed to be a nice, relaxing time ended up being a total disaster of a nightmare. But I mean, it was I mean, it was great. Everything turned out. And then we ended up taking most of January off. So it all worked out in the wash. But we knew that it needed to be something we intentionally worked towards because you can't just say... I'm going to take December off and then November 30th be like, okay, okay cool. Bye. No. We were working on our plans to make it happen back in September. We had a lot of things batched out in October. I've never worked harder in October. October was before. the hardest month ever. Yeah. And then November was sort of a transition. We had a big launch, but it, we were mostly focused on launching. We didn't have a lot of other loose ends to tie up. So by the time the launch wrapped, we got to just chill and it went so fast. I was sick for most of it. Um, (laughs) Probably because I wore myself out. Yeah. I think for me to take December off was more of like, can we actually do it? There were so many times leading up to that where both of us were like, okay, well, we'll make that appointment in December. That that meeting will be fine to have. Oh, well, we can work on that in December. That will be fine. And we both would have to check in with each other and say, nah, like you might have the energy and desire to want to work on something for TCC. And I'm telling you, you absolutely do not have permission to do that because A, you need the space to just breathe and get renewed and creative energy and holidays and all that, you know, all that stuff that we say of why we need that time off, all of that's true. But like, we are workaholics to the sense of like, we really love what we do and we could work on it all of the time. And I feel like it was more of a, like a testament to our will of saying, nope, we're, we're not doing it. And we didn't. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, I was going to say you made it work. Cause I was going to ask, but I think you answered, what did you do on the front end to make what sure the business off? operated? Cause it, if, right. Yeah. October, right. That's what you did because the goal there was that to the outside, if someone had no idea that you took off, you really couldn't tell. Couldn't tell the posts all. were made, yep. the podcast episodes came out, the comments uh-huh. were the things were posted in the Facebook group on your Facebook page. So clearly that took a lot of work yeah. on the front end to make that happen. We let our team know, first of all, that it was actually happening. So we we let people know that we would pay them in advance if they felt like they wanted to work ahead in extra hours. We told them like when the cutoff day from needing anything from us was going to be. So they knew that they had to kind of backtrack and and batch some stuff. We obviously scheduled a lot of things to get posted. We recorded all of our podcast episodes by like, honestly, almost November. I think we had a couple that were still lingering in November, but we were launching. And when we launch, we only want to launch and focus on that. So we were doing, you know, five episodes a month or a week recording to lead up to getting ahead. 
But that was knowledge for for this year, for 2018. We're taking December off again and we're making it happen and we're going to better prepare for it this year. Like we made it happen last year by the skin of our teeth and we were exhausted, but we're going to like batch the interviews even more and batch the content even more. And we've actually decided even we don't even want to launch any past October ever again because of holidays. Like it was stressful even around Thanksgiving to be launching and we don't want to do that again. I really love that. Like, so the name of this podcast is Business Life Enjoy. And the whole point of me wanting to start that was to show that it's very possible to say, this is what I want my life to look like. And then from that say, here's how my business will fit into that. Because so many times I saw people doing the inverse, they'd say, okay, this is my great business plan and then try to jam life in and then wonder why they felt stress, searching for this elusive balance. And I tried to show that if you put it in the other way around, it really works. And that's why I wanted to ask you that about taking December off because that spoke to me. And I was I was like, what's my version of that? How would I like for that to look? What life events do I have coming up where I need to take some time where my hands literally are out of both businesses, you know, because of Zoe and this one. And I looked at that and what I love about it is you guys show that it's possible. It Like you said, it took a lot of work. There are going to be those Octobers. Oh, yeah. But what I lo- Yeah. But what I also love is that you said, okay, it worked last year, but here's what we learned in November. We're not even going to do that so that the month before we're not doing one of our most time consuming things, which is launching, which is going to make segueing into December even nicer. So I really, really appreciate that. And hope you'll share that more with people like that you were able to do that, how you did it, because I'm watching, taking notes, because I think that's so important. Like to in December makes such perfect sense also to take time off because usually after November, no one's really doing anything. Everyone's focusing on children being out of school, getting ready to travel, all that. So it just makes such perfect sense that I really, really love that. Well, and I will say, Abby can pull up the numbers, but because of how we had it set up and because of what we did ahead and because of the type of business that we have, we were off in December, but we still had a hella profitable month. We made and, over 50 grand in right. December. Yeah. So I'm like, you can do it and... Like, that's how I like to live business. Like, you can do it and like, you just have to be strategic about it. And you just have to plan and be smart about it. I'm not saying that like, take December off and then sacrifice, you know, making money and do all of these other things. I want you to have both of those things. And it's possible if you're strategic about it. Well, and I will say, because we do have a bunch of product-based businesses that listen. And for y'all logistically taking the whole month of December just doesn't make sense. Like it's for most of you, your peak season for selling. And so maybe your month is July. Like maybe it's before your kids go back to school and, and you just really want to enjoy the summertime and know that in December, you're probably going to be working till like the 16th and Mm -hmm. you can probably take the last week and a half off if you're lucky. And that's okay. Like your seasons are different and, So you got to make what works for you work for you. That's very true. And I was going to say most, not all, but most product-based business experience the summer slump some point in time in summer anyway. So that is a smart time. I know one of the things that I'm doing to prepare to take some of that time off is what product-based business can do if it's possible is even have a lot of my product made on the front end right now. My seamstresses make it as it's ordered, but we're going to say when this launches, we have a hundred of these, we have 500 of these. When they're sold, they're gone. I have someone who comes in and does my packaging and shipping. So there's a way to even make it work. Um, Like you said, for product-based business, it just may be a different month for you because it definitely can't be like November, early December, unless you want to, because like you said, but I love that you also added that in, Emily, that you took off, but we didn't say we're taking off from like right. making money. We still made money while right. we're gone, but it was because of those systems yeah. that you put yeah. in place. Okay. So I have a few, just one last question before we get to the business life enjoy round, which is just going to be a round of questions and you guys answer the first thing. I want to know based on all that you know, like all the knowledge that you have, like if you were talking to someone as you guys do every day to someone who's trying to get started in their business or has a business and then they're like, you know, I really need to stop and kind of figure out, am I going in the right direction? Where do you tell them to start? What's like the first thing that they need to do? So I've given this advice on another podcast, but I'll give it here because y'all need to hear it. We drastically overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and we drastically underestimate what we can accomplish in a lifetime. 
And I want that to sit with you because if you look back over the last five years, regardless of when you started your business, I guarantee you've done some things that you're super proud of. Things that like make your heart sing, things that make you feel like proud to be a part of your family or proud to run your business or, and they could be small victories. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be passing some exam to get your licensure in a specific industry. You know, those things add up and yet we tend to move on so quickly. And so I want you to celebrate your wins, but know that like you have a lifetime to build success and it doesn't have to happen all at once to be happy. Like enjoy now. I love that. Emily? Oh, Lord, putting me on the spot. (laughs) Okay. I feel like it's different no matter where, if you're reevaluating your business or if you're a new baby business. To me, my definition of a business is a profitable business. So if you're that new baby business and you have not pushed out anything to ask someone to give you money for something, you are not in business yet. Ultimately, by the end of the week, I don't know what day this is airing on. If it's on a Friday, sorry, you have like a couple hours. Uh, Monday. Monday. Okay. You have five days. Five days, guys. Get something up for sale. If you have not done that yet, for the love of every burrito out there that I have eaten, please go ask money for something. You have something of value. You have something you can sell. You're not a business until there's money coming in. It doesn't have to be consistent and it doesn't have to be a lot. You just have to have a product for sale. So if that's not you, get off your buns and go do it. No excuses. For businesses who are reevaluating what they've got going on, this is advice I thought I would never, ever, 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 ever give, but I'm going to give it. You have to crunch your numbers. You have to know your data. Math ain't sexy. It sucks and it's hard. You can ask Siri to do all the formulas for you. That's totally fine. Abby has shown me the light of sexy math, and I still ask her to do my math for me, but I I know the data that I want. You cannot make an executive decision unless you know the purpose behind why you're making that decision. If you are a business that has already been around, but you're just needing a refresh, it's no excuses for you to just be picking stuff out of thin air and just hoping that it works. You don't get to do that anymore. New businesses, you get all the time to do that established businesses, not your game anymore. I want you to have backup data as to why you're doing every single decision in your business. And if you can't give a good reason, then it gets cut. I love that so much. Actually, not at the time this airs, but episode 38 of the podcast, which is what launched this week that we're talking was the numbers that you must track each and every month yes. in your business. That was the podcast episode that just aired and I gave them an Excel sheet and it Don't breaks listen. it down by month and quarter. ShantaeGrant.com forward slash 38. But this woman is speaking truth, people. So hit <laughs> rewind and listen to that again. Okay, girls, I know you guys value your time and you probably have a million other things to get to. So I just want to do a quick round You can both answer one answer, however you like, but I'm just going to ask you a few questions and then you just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. So the first, they're pretty easy. What's your favorite place to visit? So mine, I've only been there once, but I like have been begging to go back ever since is Palm Springs, California. It's a beautiful small town. It's actually smaller than my college town, real small population, but it's like an oasis in the middle of the desert and I'm in love with everything about it. Mine is way more lame than that. My favorite places to visit are coffee shops. I'm lazy. I don't want to travel and go places, but I will go to all the coffee shops. I'm doing a current tour of all the coffee shops in Kansas City because it is my ultimate dream to own a coffee shop with my husband and do like crazy things like that. And so I'm like doing market research on what I love and hate about coffee shops and and I'm drinking coffee for market research. So I love that. I love that. <laughs> What is the scariest goal you've set in your business to date? Well, I'm assuming we have the same scariest, but it's getting to a million dollars in revenue before Emily turns 30 on September 28th, 2018. So we have Uh eight Uh months to make it happen. And it's a little Uh bit ridiculous. Well, if anybody can do it, it's you too. So I'm, I'm actually, I knew that was the answer. So I'm really excited to watch. I think it's going to happen way before, but that's my bet. What's the song that's always in rotation in your, I guess, do people have iPods anymore? But wherever you listen to music. <laughs> it's not an, a particular song, but it's the same playlist. My daughter loves listening to the Bruno Mars playlist on Spotify, and she will clap to the Google Home to get it to start. And it always has the same track of songs. And it's, 
It's a good one. Just ask for Bruno Mars on Spotify. It's I a pretty playlist. much listen to anything T-Swift and I'm super pumped that Emily is taking me to my first T-Swift concert in September. I'm <laughs> so excited. That's going to be, that's going to be a big month for you guys, September. Okay. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> if you could give every entrepreneur one gift or talent, what would it be and why? If I could gift them with the ability to not question their decisions and secret side note, if people could just understand when I tell them equations, like I know math is hard for people, but if I could just give you the knowledge of knowing how important it is and then being able to just do it, I would. Yeah. I would gift everyone the ability to know and be really, really good at selling. Oh yeah. That's That's all you need. That's, That's real good. Okay, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it burritos! be? Burritos! Burritos! <laughs> burritos! Chipotle burritos! <laughs> it took some thought for you there, huh, Emily? <laughs> I just can't even back anything up with that much enthusiasm. So, <laughs> right. she's going to come in here with a no, little like, to the no. <laughs> no, like I love things, pasta and all things creamy and... My body doesn't, so I don't think I could eat that for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I'm going to have to pass on this question because I don't even know. <laughs> okay, final question. What brings you joy? My puppies. I know that sounds super childish, but I see them and I just get the biggest <laughs> grin on my face and I tell them I love them every day and I tell my son, i.e. Hugh, who is a beagle, that he smells like Fruit Loops in the morning. And it's just, they make me really happy. So I love that they're my co-workers. I see them more than any anyone, anything else. For me, this is going to go deep, you guys. I've never been the person that can identify just like one thing. Like this one thing gives you joy. Because I don't, I don't like being known as just a business owner or just a mom or just a wife or whatever. But I think ultimately the things that help me find joy in all of those avenues is being proud of what I'm doing every day. And that doesn't necessarily mean in just work, but making the decision to go to the gym, being proud of myself for that, Um, having patience with my daughter and being proud of myself for that, making $50,000 in one month and being proud of myself for that. I think it's when we, we start to make decisions that we can be proud of, no matter how big or how small, that leads to us being happier more often. I love that. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being nice. here today. Please tell everyone where they can find you, where they can get to know you more, connect with you, and remind them again about Trello. So you can head to thinkcreativecollective.com and check out our blog. If you go to thinkcreativecollective.com slash community, you can join our free Facebook group. You can find us over on Instagram at Think Creative Collective, or if you're really into getting into the personal stuff where Abigail says and Emily says on Instagram. And Emily will tell you about Trello. Yeah, you can head to trelloforbusiness.com and enroll in the amazing program that will change your life in your business for just 29 bucks. We have a podcast, The Strategy Hour. You can find us on iTunes and on our website. All of the show notes are up there that are handy. Our names are both spelled really weird. So if you're trying to search us on Instagram with a traditional spelling, just look at these show notes or find us somewhere on Think Creative Collective first and, <laughs> and then go there. Yes. And all of these will be in the show notes for this week's all, episode. All 75 yeah. links that we we'll just We'll have mentioned. a small page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys again for being here with us on the podcast and we will chat again soon. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Are they not the cutest guys? Oh, I love them so much. Remember that all of the information about how you can find Abigail and Emily online, I will have in the show notes at shuntaygrant.com forward slash 42. And as always, head on over to Instagram right now at shuntaygrant, that's S-H-U-N-T-A-G-R-A-N-T, and tell me what was your favorite takeaway from today's podcast episode. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Are you ready to build your e-commerce website with confidence? Allow me to introduce you to Sell on Shopify, my training that will teach you how to build a website on Shopify in as little as one to two days. Listen, your website is the employee that never takes a day off. 
Your online store works for you 24-7 as a representation of your business and your brand. So why not build a website that gives you options and opportunity? Sell on Shopify will teach you how to confidently build your Shopify website. With a detailed walk through the back end of Shopify and a step-by-step guide on how to build your website without ever using code, this training will help you finally get moving in the direction you've been trying for so long. And you can get started today. You don't have to go another day trying to create your own space on the World Wide Web. I've taken the guesswork out of setting up your own Shopify site. Sell on Shopify will teach you how to create the essentials. I'll walk you through how to choose and set up your website theme, create your homepage, products page, blog page, contact page, and any additional pages you may want. I also show you how to create invoices for your customers right within Shopify. Learn logistics, how to make your site easy to navigate, how to utilize Shopify reports, how to confidently create your website, my shortcuts, tips and tricks, and so much more. Did I mention the bonuses? Yep, I'm including a free downloadable worksheet with tips to help you transition from Etsy to Shopify, a tutorial walking you through how to set up your Facebook pixels, which is a must, and I'm giving you my go-to resources, all for free, along with sale on Shopify. So are you ready to get started? You know it's time to build a website for your brand, a website that gives you the opportunity to grow your business, have creative control over the look of your website, and allows you to sell more without loads of fees. Why sit around trying to figure it out on your own when I can help you to push past roadblocks so that you can get your products into the hands of your customers? Start your Shopify site right now with Sell on Shopify. You can get started today by going to sellonshopify.com and find out why Jacqueline said Sell on Shopify made her feel like Wonder Woman. Jacqueline says, the only words besides thank you, well done, exactly what I needed is why didn't I ask for this six months ago? This course was easy to follow, easy to follow, so easy to follow. And did I mention it was easy to follow? It's the total boost in confidence that I needed. I actually understood and accomplished a task. I created my Shopify website. Thank you, Shantae, for sale on Shopify. Now, my friend, it's your turn. Are you ready to build a Shopify site that keeps your customers coming back for more? Remember, your website is the employee that never takes a day off. Get started on your Shopify website by going to sellonshopify.com. I'll see you on the inside. I hope that wherever you are and whatever you are doing, that the sound of my voice finds you in the midst of pursuing something that has sincere meaning to you. You can find a brand new episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast each and every Monday morning waiting just for you at shantegrant.com forward slash podcast. And remember, the best way to say thank you for the podcast is by sharing the content with a friend. Until next time, my friend, may your business and your life be filled with joy. Bye for now. Thank you.